Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Phil Better Show, brought to you by the worlds of DC. Um, 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 da 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 dum. It's the Phil Better Show! This is Phil Better with the Phil Better Show. gentlemen welcome back to the phil better show i am your host phil better and this week we have a very special guest coming all the way from michigan i know we were overseas for a bit but now we're back on the americans so back in the colonies i have uh my friend jacob jacob please give us a quick introduction hey what's up uh i'm jacob i used to run a podcast and now i don't now i sit at home all day so that's my life pretty much Wow, a, a roaring rendition of an introduction, I must say, uh, Jacob. But Jacob did run a podcast called Comically Serious. Uh, it's, I believe, it's still up. Is it still on uh, the it inter- is. interwebs? Yeah. yeah, yep, it's still on uh, iTunes and Google. And I listen to it and cry myself to sleep sometimes. So. It's, it's all right. We you all know. do it. Uh, but yes, if you get a chance, uh, do <laughs> listen to it. It is, it is a very good podcast he talks he had a couple episodes with one host then you started hosting with your girlfriend correct yeah 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 so i started it with my buddy will from uh work and um he just kind of bailed <laughs> so i had to i did one episode by myself where it was just me sitting looking at a wall and talking to a microphone i went well this isn't gonna work so my girlfriend was uh nice enough to volunteer to do a couple episodes we have a couple we have a couple really good episodes that i'm proud of we have um there's one where we talk about her love of art and my love of comic books and we quiz each other and that's 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 probably my favorite episode so i think it's called um arts versus comics dawn of relationship drama Ooh, <laughs> that's actually that pretty epic <laughs> I, i'm always i've always, i was proud of my uh titles too so yeah you you had some pretty... epic titles i have to say so if anything, oh, I'm gonna ask you for the title of this uh, this podcast. I'll come episode. up with it. I'll, yeah. I'll come up with it by the end. Excellent. Like All right. So Jacob is um, has a different opinion of comic book movies than I do. He is. Boy, do I? Yeah. He's he's a he does love comic book movies. So it's not that he hates comic book movies. He loves it. But whereas oh, I I'm him. a Marvel fanboy and a Marvel bitch, apparently mm-hmm. Jacob is more of a DC fanboy. And a DC yeah. bitch. So, and I, I use bitch in the DC the, slut. Actually, D, oh, sorry, much, DC so. slut. I apologize. How dare you? I know. Nearly, nearly. No, ter- no, the terminology. I apologize. <laughs> um, I don't d- dabble with the rubbery in the DC universe, so that's why. Okay. But no, we uh, <laughs> we do have varying different opinions on the DC uh, universe, or as it's now called, the worlds of DC. Is that official? Do we I know, think or? I think it is official. Okay. As far as I, I know. I don't hate it. I mean, I still think they should have stayed with the DC extended universe. It would have been. I do too. That's what everyone was calling it. Yeah. I I think that actually came out of a reporter's ass. A reporter just said, hey, this is the name of the title. This is what they're going with. And DC was like, 
we'll test the market with it. And internally, they may have had another word, like Worlds of DC, and then they're like, this is the official, because we want to... I think they're doing Worlds of DC to distance themselves from the The poor... Yeah, the DCEU, the the poor Mm -hmm. showing of uh, uh, Spider-Man. Superman versus uh, Batman and the Justice League. We're tired of (laughs) Spider-Man. Yes. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. No more Spider-Man. I'm done with him. Um, but yeah, just just the negativity and the hate that was garnished from the, the poor showing of uh, the two biggest guys coming in together to do a movie. Oh, man. Oh, no, Phil. Look, it, I said poor showing. I didn't say it was crap. Oh, no. I didn't say it was oh, crap, man. okay? No, I'm not saying that about you. I'm saying it about the, the reaction I just had to you saying that. <laughs> I've tried so hard to suppress my, like, just absolute love of, of Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, because it, I get so much crap on the internet, and I know that, like, everyone hates that movie, and I get why people hate it. Like, I, I'm of the... Um, the disposition, and I talk about it on my my canceled podcast. Rest in peace. It's not um, canceled. It's on hiatus. It, it's on hi- a long hiatus. Yes, you're right. Correct. It is that people are allowed to like what they like, and it drives me batty. <laughs> pun. <laughs> Very good pun. Uh, it drives me batty when people try to say their opinion is better than others because movies are subjective. And very true. art is subjective, right? Yeah, this is and, very um, true. Very true. I, I I always hate to when I, I see because I I keep up with movie reviews quite a bit. Just I don't put a lot of credence into them. I just that's just something I do for fun. I look at reviews and read them, and I see so many reviews that are are so um, positioned to get viewers away from watching a particular film, and it's always bothered me that way because I I'm of the believing that you should go see a movie if you have any interest in it at all right if you see a trailer and you go that looks kind of interesting go see it because you could have an experience different from the reviewer you know that movie could speak to you in a completely different way and that's what happened for me with batman v superman dawn of justice which i mean i can get into if you want we may (laughs) we may end up in that because our topic of the day is um we're gonna do the what we view as the best dc movie and we're including the previous batmans from 89 and christopher reeves that's that's smart all the way to today and we're also going to pick our worst marvel movie since i'm going to allow my guest since he is a dc bitch or slut sorry he will be able to rag on the marvel universe and i will allow it i won't be upset with it because there are some bad marvel movies uh, but yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. The topics of today is. And so if we do end up just discussing uh, Dawn of Justice, hell, we'll discuss Dawn <laughs> of Justice. Um, but that's the uh, plan for today. And I, I'm actually in full agreement with you in regards to reviewers. They're obviously biased one way or another because they get to see yeah. the movie for free. So if they put a bad review out, yeah, sure. they run the risk of not being able to see future movies by that studio. So I don't put a lot of stock in reviewers um thing unless it's a reviewer who paid to go see the movie because they actually put their money out to go see it so like any independent of a newspaper uh, a blog a podcast all those people i put more credence in theirs than i do in uh, a nationally syndicated reviewer i agree yeah that's that's um that's very true i i do the same thing as well so all right so we're going to start off what is your favorite dc movie uh, well, I mean, I talked about it. I, I kind of, I, I want to start really quick with one that 
I think is the obvious answer that everyone would say, and and maybe you might say it too, so we might come back. I, I'm not sure. Um, the Dark Knight is probably up there as far as greatest. I'd maybe even say movies of all time. I would say yeah. In the comic book world, the Dark Knight, even the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah. um, would be up there with being one of the greatest superhero comic book movie. I am partial to the Christopher Reeves Superman. Okay. Yeah. I um I just didn't they didn't uh speak to me when I was a kid, but I, I think that's just the the age of the movies if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's the time it came out that I can <laughs> understand sure. it's different, but Yeah. Barring that, uh the the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy is superb in everything yes. and they changed the genre of superhero movies with they did. Yeah. with that trilogy because before it was more like we look at the Schumacher Batmans uh, and the silliness in essence the more comic-y comic-y feel to these superhero movies and then Nolan did it and he brought it into the real world as if these p- characters can exist like you can walk outside wherever you are and you can see a Joker you could see a Bane you could see the craziness of the Batman universe or any superhero universe in real life yeah. and I think Personally, I think Marvel actually was able to bring that a bit mm-hmm. with some of their films into the real world. Not as gritty as the Nolan movies. No. no. They still aired more on the side of comic book For than sure. realism. Yeah. And I think that's because they had to actually introduce superpowers, whereas yeah. Nolan's Batman trilogy strays away. The only And this is the biggest issue I have with Nolan's trilogy, which is ironic. I, I've been a Batman fan since I was since i was little i mean i grew up liking superman too i think every kid does yeah just because it's he's you know, pure you can, it's the pure yeah team. exactly he's just a big kid <laughs> i mean he's an adult but he's um, a, for a kid it's like everybody wants to be superman because yeah he's everyone wants to fly and have heat vision and super strength but batman to me was always interesting because it's like if there's a a model for how not to behave when you face tragedy it's batman which I always thought was interesting because he's the hero, but he's not really a hero. He's, he's a not the traditional. Yeah, one, he's psycho, and he's not the yeah, traditional I, hero. I always thought was interesting. So I've always had a love for Batman, but the worst thing for me about the Nolan trilogy is the character of Batman, not Bruce Wayne, because Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne I think is very interesting and very layered, and he portrays the character of Bruce Wayne really well as he's this super damaged you know, man before he is Batman looking for a way out of his depression and his anger. But then when he turns into Batman, he's an idiot. (laughs) I've I've never understood how, um, and and this is a controversial opinion. I've heard it many a times that, you know, Christian Bale's Batman is the best Batman, which I, you know, I disagree with. I think he's just a big dummy running around and he's getting set on fire and attacked by dogs and, Batman is inherently real because he's just a man, but he has comic booky elements that I think are so crucial to his, I don't know, his character for me to find the character interesting, I guess. Like, yes, he's he's a human, but he's also like insanely strong, right? Mm-hmm. I I mean, and he's like able to run forever and and he's a comic book character, but I think putting those limitations on the Christopher Nolan Batman, for me I lost a little bit of interest in the character of Batman himself, but I don't think that's necessarily it's not a big enough reason for me to knock the movies down because the movies are still they're carried, especially the Dark Knight are carried by their villains. Yeah. 
the villains and in I, the the trilogy make the trilogy. Like this is yeah. one thing DC can actually do very well is their villains. Their villains yeah. are well fleshed out. Like for me, I find the Marvel heroes well done but their villains are just campy nothings whereas it's no, kind yeah, of the reverse exactly. for me at dc i feel like their villain the rogue gallery of villains are well done and these are nearly sympathetic villains most of them are yeah. very sympathetic like you can see a connection between like yourself and some of these villains and you're like wow okay i'm connecting more with a villain than uh a hero, whereas in Marvel, you're connecting more with your heroes because they do have that tra- a bit of trage- tragedy in their life. I agree. I, I think um, I think DC does something with its villains that Marvel doesn't do, which I think DC lets their villains win more than Marvel does, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, like, that's true. If, if you look at the Dark Knight, the Joker wins. You can frame it however you want, but the Joker gets what he wants. I mean, essentially, he, he wants Batman to kill him. But at the end of the day, he wants to destroy the image of Batman, whether it's through Batman killing him or through, you know, whatever it is, Batman being blamed for killings, which is what happens. And that, to me, is very interesting, having this hero go, I can throw everything I have at you. I can throw a million batarangs, you know, I can do whatever, but you're still, your plan is so in depth that no matter what I do, I'm going to lose. Yeah. You know, and I, I've always found that very interesting. Um, and I think that is the strength of The Dark Knight and with Christopher Nolan's filmmaking in general, where he is so meticulous in his planning that I, I, I don't know. I, I've read that there's plot holes in The Dark Knight that kind of destroy some things, but I didn't look into them too much because the Joker's plan for me just seems so perfect, you know? Yeah. And it seems like some people are saying, well, you know, it's so, it's too perfect, right? Like if something went wrong, the whole plan would fall apart. But I don't I don't buy into that. I think if something would have went wrong, it would have been just part another, of the plan. Exactly. Another asset of the plan would have been put into place because that's just how it works. And I think, too, with The Dark Knight, it also got what's interesting about the Joker right, is that. We don't know anything about the Joker in the comics. I mean, nowadays we sort of do because DC, you know, is introducing these ideas of I, I don't know if they I don't I don't keep up a lot with the comics lately just because I'm so busy all the time. But they introduced in the comics three Jokers and then just didn't do anything with them. Yeah, I know. which I thought was a bold move, I guess. But the Joker is inherently just this menacing evil force that wants to watch the world burn. And they nailed that. Yeah, the same. I mean, I'd say even the same for Bane and uh, The Dark Knight Rises. He's not this, you know, he's not necessarily an intellectual match for Batman, although he is very smart. He's a physical match for Batman. Yeah, each know? one of the villains was a different type of match for Batman. Exactly. So you had the first one, which was the Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. So it was, you have to defeat your past demons yeah exactly so like it's a more of a a mental fight in essence Mm -hmm. and then you had the joker who is you have to defeat your dark side because the joker is literally the flip side of batman batman wants to be law and order and the joker is pure chaos exactly so he has to defeat the literally his opposite and then you have himself yeah he has to defeat himself he has to turn look at the darker side of himself to defeat himself uh-huh. So he ha- that's the Joker. And then you have ba- uh, Bane and Ra's al Ghul's daughter, Talia al Ghul. And so he now has to literally fight a physical fight with Bane, but also yeah. use his brains to outsmart Bane and Ra- uh, Tal- Talia al Ghul. 
he also has to use his brains in order to really focus in on what Bane is saying because he can't oh, yeah. understand him at all. <laughs> no, I look. I when Bane comes on, I love Hardy, but Hardy yeah. ha- has the worst time doing accents. Oh man, his American accent cracks me every time I hear it in a movie, whether it's whatever. It always makes me laugh because it's just like the most stereotypical tough guy American accent I've ever well, heard in the, my life. The only accent of his that I was like, oh my god, it actually works for the character is in the movie The Drop. Where I he, don't think I've seen that. He plays, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Boston uh, crime movie. Yeah, that's he sounds about. He sounds like Boston. Yeah, but it's also you have uh, James Gandolfini in it. Oh man. Yeah, so it's it's really good. It's it's a simple story. It, it should be on Netflix, I believe. Is this right before Gandolfini died? Is I think like- it's he had one movie after uh, with uh, Dreyfus, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I do remember hearing about that. Okay, so I've heard of that movie. Yeah, so I, uh, it's. Have you ever seen the movie Warrior? Yes. That I think that his Tom Hardy's accent in that is perfect too. Yeah, but it's like the Ben Ben Affleck effect. Ben Affleck is good in movies where he has to play himself. Yeah, he is. You're and right. He, uh, you 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 watched Goodwill Hunting. He was amazing in that. He was he no he wasn't in Rounders. He's great in Daredevil. <laughs> I have a really pissed off look on my face right now. Um, his Daredevil is amazing. His his uh... fuck Daredevil was so bad. <laughs> He's great in Batman v Superman, and that's not a joke. Well, that's the truth. Personally, Ben Affleck I find is a great Bruce Wayne, but okay. but not a, the only reason I think people like him as Batman is because of the suit. The suit I have to give credit is amazing. It's, I like how brutal he is. That's my favorite part. Yeah, it's see my problem is like yes, Batman is usually brutal, but he's there's a reserve to his brutality, and I feel he just it went off. He went too far with the brutality. Maybe, yeah. Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne is amazing. Like his percep, it, it, it I think it, it's better than Bale's Bruce Wayne. I think so too. I agree. But I his, think, I think his his Batman and his Bruce Wayne. I think everything about his character is better than Bale's. But I do that doesn't discredit Bale's. I still no. find Bale's Bruce Wayne very interesting. It's we all can agree that it's better than George Clooney's. Oh, gee, head and shoulders above. Uh, I could dress up in a Batman mask and be better than Clooney, <laughs> as long as you don't have bat nipples. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, but for me personally, I prefer Affleck as uh, Bruce Wayne to his Batman. Okay. But I, I can see how his Batman is good as well. It's just my personal preference. I prefer Bale as Batman. And I know you don't like that, but it's not because he's a bad dummy. It's, I just, for me, it just, he's more smooth as Batman. Okay. In in his fighting style, in his just the way he per, like the Batman perceives. For me, the the best Batman of all time will always be Michael Keaton. Yeah, I I kind of I think the little kid in me agrees with you there because you can't beat Keaton. No, you can't. He's so I don't know. He's just he's so perfect for the role. He also he accepts the campiness of the fact. Yeah. So he embraced exactly. that campiness, and then he also tried to make it less campy. Like he 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 walked that thin line between too over the top Adam West yeah. as Batman, and too like this is actually a really good movie, and this is a serious role I'm taking because I'm Batman and I'm Christian Bale. Yeah, you know, <laughs> don't set me on fire. <laughs> yeah. No, not fire. Oh, my one of my seventeen million weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. I could literally just take a bomb and blow you up. 
Yeah. But no. Or just wait. Because remember Christian Bale's, none of his tendons in his knee worked in the third one or whatever? Yeah. like, (laughs) yeah. You would think in his uh, bat suit, he would have something to fix the knees, you know? Yeah. Well, he did. He put on like a robot knee or whatever, and it worked fine, I guess. Uh, Yeah. I don't. Can I? Can I use Batman to segue a little bit into Dawn of Justice? Just a little bit. We don't have to go all. We. You know what? Screw it. This is a Dawn of Justice talk. Let's go. Let's give give okay. me your love. All right. All right. Oh man, Phil, you just opened a can of worms, man. I'm gonna crack my knuckles. Oh god. Um, what did I do? So I'm gonna preface this because I preface this on my original podcast. Phil, if you lose listeners from this, I'm so sorry. I think I can um, only gain. I, I can only to- gain. <laughs> Okay, good. I, I don't mean to turn anyone off of this this wonderful podcast. <laughs> um, so, Donna Justice for me was like the perfect storm of a film. Um, it was like right when I began to get fully. I mean, like I used to have interest in sports and stuff, and I'm still kind of interested in sports. But it was when I fully turned my attention to comic books and comic book movies specifically i liked man of steel i didn't love it because i don't really love superman but when they announced that batman was going to be in the sequel i lost my mind (laughs) i was so excited and i um i was even more excited because they were going to do a lot of the filming in michigan which i live in (laughs) and i was so pumped so right off the bat i had kind of i felt like i had a personal investment in the film lex luther's house where they have the party in Donna Justice yeah. is actually a art museum on the campus at Michigan State where my girlfriend lived right across the street from that art museum. All right, I'm going to stop so, you just before. Go ahead. How much did you just stay at your girlfriend's place and try and hope to see the actors? Like, like every weekend I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but the unfortunate thing is they had put up like these tall fences with like bushes in them so you couldn't really couldn't really see. But I, I've walked the same ground as Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck and Jesse Eisenberg, I guess, and Gal Gadot. She was also there. Man, a lot of famous people in that building. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I had a physical, like a personal physical connection to the movie. I have a piece of the set to this movie. Oh, okay. I, um, do you remember the Turkish Airlines weird tie-in they had? Yeah. The commercials? So there's a part in that, in the Ben Affleck one, in the Bruce Wayne one, where he's talking about Gotham and how you should visit this terribly crime-ridden city for some reason. <laughs> and there's a part where it shows the Ace Chemicals sign. I don't okay. Know if I, it's a very brief ad, so you might not remember it. I have the L from that Ace Chemical sign because I know the man that built the sign for the shot. Oh, and, excuse uh, me. Because it was shot in Michigan, so I have it in my room. Because my last name starts with an L. So he's like, well, I'll give you the L. And I'm like, anyway, I can get the A-C-E and the rest of the letters, too. (laughs) But they had been destroyed. So I have a physical piece of the set of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. So my hype level for this movie going in, I mean, was through the roof. Um, I had tears in my eyes before I even walked into the theater. <laughs> Jesus. And yeah, I, I mean, this is all, this can all be corroborated too by my girlfriend who went to see me and we were going to do an episode on Batman v Superman in my podcast, but I had like 30 listeners and I knew they would all turn it off if I just went full nerd. So, um, so it's nice. It's, this is like therapy. I'm able to get my thoughts out. Let it out. Let, let the 20 people I'll listen to my yeah. podcast, <laughs> hear, hear your love for this movie. <laughs> so, Going into this movie, I was very excited, and I, I sat down, and I will admit this. The theatrical version is is far inferior to the extended edition, and I'll, I'll admit that because the theatrical version, I did walk out having a couple questions, but it didn't ruin it 
for me. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, is my favorite film of all time. <laughs> and I know I, everyone is clicking off right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, my listeners, this is what a good thing about my listeners is, because we do have very wide-ranging opinions on my show, they actually like to hear these different opinions. Okay. So they good. listen to it. Unless you come up and go just say, Marvel's a bitch. No, and you don't back no. it up. If you tell me exactly why you love Dawn of Justice, yeah. they'll be like, okay, I can accept that. I disagree mm-hmm. with you venomously, but I accept the fact that you yeah. have that that's opinion. Good. That's good. That's the kind of listenership you want. So yes. that's perfect. I don't, and by the way, I don't dislike Marvel. I like Marvel quite a bit, but I just like DC more because I just, you I connect, connect with, it with more. the characters better. Yeah, for sure. I get out of the movie. I, I was actually affected by the movie by the end with... Spoiler alert. The following content is a spoiler alert. Superman's death. I know a lot of people thought it was rushed, but I, I knew it. I, I, I had a feeling it was coming going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's neither here nor there. Another thing DC does that I don't think Marvel, I think Infinity War is the only good example of this. Um, DC has some killer soundtracks and some killer, killer scores. I mean, a lot of people might not like the Hans Zimmer, wah, but I've always found it very, especially the Man of Steel theme, mm-hmm. um, which should have been more utilized in Justice League, but that's neither here nor there. The music in Dawn of Justice, to me, helped me get into the movie more because I, 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 I'm I very musical and I, I like to connect to music. And I think that's one of the shortcomings of Marvel is I've never really, again, besides Infinity War, which I thought had a great score. Okay, I'm um, gonna I'm, I'm just going to stop and ask you a question. What about Gardens of the Galaxy? They had a, their, their soundtrack actually made it into the Billboard Top 100. And that's, that's a, another great example. Guardians okay. movies are are awesome. All right, I, I just because um, you, you were just saying Infinity War, I'm like, whoa, bro, pump your brakes yeah, here. You're like, right, you're right. I, I should have said that. I I think to in my mind, I think the Guardians were like, I should that should go without saying. But okay, that's that's my that's my fault. I should have just I should have said that. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure because if if you had said no, then I would have turned off the podcast. It's never going to no. release. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and you have every right. To. <laughs> <laughs> but no, please continue continue about your love of Dawn of Justice and how the music and that oh perfect okay so right off the bat i mean when the movie opens with um the retelling of the wayne's murder again which listen as a batman fan i've seen it a gajillion times right i know how it works but i think Zack snyder went full Zack snyder in a scenario where he didn't have to tell a story that we don't know and i think that is his i admit Zack snyder is not the greatest director even though i think in my opinion he directed probably the greatest movie ever made well, but it's not that he's a bad again. director i'm gonna i'm gonna come back go ahead. at you at this go ahead go ahead when he doesn't have to write and it's pure just direct because he's done some great works he did 300 no or was it the watchman yes, he did nope he did 300 300 is great and he did watchman so when he which is yeah also great. That's correct. Yeah, okay. When he doesn't have to write, if it's not written by him and he just gets to direct, it's beautiful. It's when he writes and directs that there's a problem. Like he did Dawn of the Dead, which I have to say is one of my favorite zombie movies. Yeah, that is a really good one. I forgot that he actually did that. Like he did Dawn of Dawn of the Dead, 300 Watchmen, uh, Sucker Punch is an yeah. interesting movie it's not great it, no it's not for me like some of his like 300 i enjoyed so much but he didn't mm-hmm. write it so like you don't have to deal oh he did write th- 300 i think he did yeah he got the screenplay okay mm-hmm. well and he didn't write uh donna justice either 
No, he didn't. And he but, didn't write Man of Steel either. Goyer wrote Man of Steel, which I, I'm glad Goyer's gone. I don't love Goyer. He's not the greatest writer. <clears throat> he did some good work um, previously for DC, but I think he's lost his touch a little bit. Yeah. But, but um, he, for me, I just, for some things, I think the biggest problem I had with Dawn of Justice is the studio interference. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, that. I, I agree. The biggest problem with the DC or Worlds of DC, the DCEU, whatever you want to call it, is that unlike Marvel, because DC, DC is so ingrained in Warner Brothers, it's not its own entity anymore. Mm-hmm. You have Warner Brothers interfering too much, whereas Disney's like, look, you're Marvel, you do your shit, we'll yeah. okay it, just try not to have anybody crazy. Yeah, and I that's, think that's, that's, that's it. fair. That's it. DC, DC unfortunately, doesn't hasn't been given their separate, separate entity for such a long time, because they were bought mm-hmm. by warner brothers and then just brought into the conglomerate that is warner brothers whereas mm-hmm. marvel started off as marvel and then only later got bought by disney by so disney, they yeah so they're they're still their own entity and it probably will stay that way for a long time just like lucas is, just like lucas uh, lucas arts or lucas films yeah. is its own and now fox <laughs> being brought in as well but to disney if they're smart and i'm pretty sure disney's going to do this it's going to stay its own entity underneath Disney. It might, yeah, maybe not for the Marvel stuff, but I think for everything else. Yeah, I think probably. anything Marvel is going to go transfer back to Marvel, which is fine. Yeah. And I think the original uh, Star Wars will go back to the Lucas, but Fox will pretty much stay relatively its own entity. There's a few, maybe their animation will go into Pixar or Disney Animation, but oh, I hope they just get rid of their animation. <laughs> well, no, some of their properties are really good. So, that, and with Disney <clears throat> or Pixar, they can probably make make it even better. What what uh, animated properties does Fox have? Let's see here, Fox Animation. Do they have? A, I don't think Illumination is Fox, right? I think it's its own. Is it its own thing? They have Anastasia. Okay. Titan AE. Never heard of it. You haven't heard of Titan AE? Mm-mm. Dude, you have to see it. It's an amazing movie. Is it good? I really I'll enjoyed it. it. I really enjoyed it. It's a space movie. Here, I'll give you the uh, Titan AE. is a two, 2000 American animated sci-fi film directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. In its title, okay. refers to a spacecraft centered to the plot, with AE meaning after Earth. It has Matt Damon, Bill Pullman, John Leguizamo, oh, yeah. Nathan Lane, and Drew Barrymore. And there's someone else I can't pronounce. Wow. Yeah, it's actually the That's a star-studded cast, yeah. man. I'll have to look into it. That sounds pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, it I takes, like, uh, takes place in movie. 3028. Uh, we've mastered space travel, deep space, and connected with several alien species. A human invention called Project Titan alarms the dread, a pure energy-based alien species. Yeah, they they start attacking Earth, and like pretty much Titan is a uh, it's a spacecraft that can create another Earth. Okay, huh? It's. I really enjoyed it. It's. It did bomb at the box office because I think it came out at the same time as uh, Treasure Planet. Oh man, Treasure Planet didn't do that great either. Treasure Planet's great, man. Treasure Planet came out in two thousand two. So, but both of these movies, I really enjoyed both of them. Okay, I'll have to look into it. Yeah, it's, specifically it, because you said uh, the the spaceships are um, they can make other Earths. So well, said- the Titan Titan spaceship can make another Earth. Okay, so kind of like the the world builder from yeah. uh, DC. Yeah. Boom, tied it in. <laughs> wow, there you go. That's how you do it. Seamless segues, seamlessly <laughs> going through everything. Um, All right, let's yeah, let's get back to uh, our topic of yeah, Dawn of Justice. So I think um, I'll just say it. My favorite part of Dawn of Justice is Batman um, from his introduction with the I I um 
I have a hard time believing people when they say that they don't love the introduction to Dawn of Justice because uh, it's it's amazing. The seeing Superman destroy the city, I get if you don't like seeing Superman destroy city because he's Superman, but whatever, it doesn't matter. But seeing Batman drive through the city as it's crumbling and and just his his intro, I was I wasn't sold on Ben Affleck as Batman before the movie. I was like, I don't know. Daredevil was so bad. Oh god. And um who knows i guess and then i went in and instantly i was sold i was like yep that's that's my batman right there so and, um, i have to agree with you uh, i did enjoy how they switched the perspective from yeah. originally you, you see superman destroying the city as superman mm-hmm. and then you switch it up and gave it from the ground and seeing the people and showing why people are upset with superman yeah i like that that you got to see it because if they didn't do see it from the ground view and they just went into the world is upset with Superman because of what he did. And it'd be like, but I have no connection to that. And they, they, I have to say, they did really make you connect with the people on the ground who are upset with Superman. Yeah, which is, which is, I think, integral to the entire plot of why Batman wants to get rid of Superman so bad. So this Batman, I always, I, I found Ben Affleck's Batman more interesting, I think, than any other Batman because he's different and i understand why a lot of people don't like him because of his difference from like any batman we've seen before right he's this yes batman is angry but he's this he's the angriest batman we've ever seen you know he he remind he to me is like um uh batman beyond his bruce the bruce wayne oh, from yes. batman beyond. he's he reminds me of that bruce wayne if he was still able to be in the suit right he's so like angry and vengeful and just broken from just years of crime fighting. Yeah, and I and, think that's the problem a lot of people had with Ben Affleck's portrayal. Yeah. They're not used to seeing Batman hit broken, hit broken like he was because yeah. they're used to seeing Batman always being this good guy, this happy, happy quote unquote. They all knew he was dark as yeah. fuck. But and I, I, I think that's something that people get wrong about this movie and maybe not wrong, but and I don't want to say don't understand either because that sounds like I'm more intelligent, but maybe it just didn't connect with people as much as me as that. This movie isn't isn't necessarily a Superman movie, and that's okay because we had a movie with him. Mm-hmm. This movie really, for me, is about the redemption of Batman, and I've found that to be the most interesting aspect because he's he's gone through this crime fighting. He's had a, a Robin be murdered by Joker, right? Yeah. You know, he's he's lost a surrogate son essentially, and he's he's resorted now to dooming criminals to essentially a death in prison because he doesn't want to see them see the light of day anymore because he's so tired of having to catch criminals <laughs> he's so tired of it and um we see this this batman who looks at superman as the ultimate symbol of everything that he's against right it's kind of like how joker is you know he's the opposite of him but he sees superman is this ultimate symbol of destruction and this ultimate symbol of like the ultimate orphan maker almost you know because he has he has that connection with the little girl in the beginning of the film when when she you know realizes her parents are dead so he sees he sees superman as this way out almost he sees superman as a way to finally finish his legacy as batman and finally complete his mission so he's begins you know his training and his his you know looking up of superman and he discovers the kryptonite weapon which i i don't love the lex Luthor in this movie it goes a little too zany but i think i think honestly there is a way to recover from it because prison does change people yes so i i think having lex Luthor be in prison is is a is a good way for them to make him a little more you know classic stoic lex Luthor. but we'll see he might not even appear in a film anymore we don't know but 
so so we go to you know Batman getting the kryptonite weapon and this whole time he's not looking into Superman as the man he's looking into Superman as the Kryptonian right this alien this, the villain who, yes yeah exactly exactly and that's what I think people um, don't connect with maybe as much as I did is that to Batman Superman isn't another hero that's gone rogue he's a villain and he's always been a villain but he's he's this ultimate villain that. It's the same argument with, you know, I, I saw a lot of people have problems with Injustice League where Batman's killing parademons. I've, I didn't have a problem with that because I think Batman just kills aliens. He doesn't really care. Even in the comics, he doesn't really... I mean, I guess there's certain aliens he'll protect or whatever, but... If they're attacking the Earth, part, he, he's like, you're dead. You're yeah, not a exactly. human, so you there's not a chance for you to be redeemed. Exactly. You you have no soul. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, So and, and I think that's the most interesting thing is that, yes, this Batman does kill, but, and, and this is the argument against it that everyone says, all the Batmans kill in the movies, right? I mean, the most blatant, the closest most blatant killer is Keaton. And I love Michael Keaton's Batman. But there's a scene where he puts a bomb down a clown's pants and kicks him down a well. Like, you know, he had to have known he was going to die. So No, no, it's a concussion grenade. It's it's fine. He didn't die. Don't don't ruin Keaton Batman (laughs) for me. He found the city of Atlantis in that well. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I, I think the... I think people get a little too hung up on the killing aspect of it and don't look into why maybe this version of Batman kills. And for me, I've always found that interesting is that he kills because he's like, I've tried not killing for, you know, 20 years and look where it's gotten us. He even has that aspect with or he has that talk with Alfred where he's like, you know, 20 years in Gotham, how many good guys are left? He's like, I- I've ran things this way so long. And and again, it's a very different aspect of Batman that people don't necessarily love. Well, and that's a lot yeah. of the people and i'm taking comic book fans out of it because comic book fans have seen different versions of batman yeah. they've seen batman with the most recent the white knight series where joker mm-hmm. is the good guy and batman's the bad guy yeah. they've they've been able to see batman different in so many different lights so the comic book fans they they probably more accept this version of batman they may not like it but they can accept it whereas uh non-comic book fans they only know batman as his quote-unquote pure light yes he has mm-hmm. the dark knight but he's always stand for certain things he doesn't kill whereas with comic book fans they know that he's that line is very threaded he threads yeah. that line there are people who he's killed because he had to or because of a situation and so unfortunately non-comic book fans don't know that so they they grew up with you know the michael keaton the adam west uh george clooney val kilmer and christian bale batmans where the killing quote-unquote is like a one-off like it's very very it's it's alluded to but it's not shown whereas with ben affleck and in dawn of justice the killing is shown (laughs) yeah it's like it's not hidden behind some veil like like you said michael keaton put a bomb down a clown's pants and kicked him down a well well people can be like oh well maybe he disarmed the bomb before he kicked him we may have not seen it like there's that illusion like i can talk myself out of it that he killed whereas with this one he's like straight up going you did motherfucker yeah and i i like to think that he's not he's kind of using it as a morality loophole where he's like i'm it's kind of the same with um batman begins where he's like i'm not gonna kill you but i'm not gonna save you either yeah where I think Ben Affleck's Batman's like, if you're in the way of my bullets, I don't care. Like, I'm going to not count it as killing you. And that's that, to me, seems like the uh, rational reasoning for an insane person. Which is to Bruce me, at Wayne. Least. Yeah, which Bruce Wayne is crazy. And especially this Batman who's so broken. He's, he's 
gone crazy. Um, so getting back a little bit into the redemption of Batman. So we see him have, you know, the fight with Superman, which was great to see him just demolish Superman because that's, I think every comic book fan secretly wants Batman to always beat Superman. Yeah. I, I think that's just kind of like the human nature in us where we're like, we can defeat anything, you know, but so, you know, they have the fight sequence and we come upon the scene that I think, I think if you were in to the movie and then this scene happened and you hated it, you hated this movie forever, which is the Martha scene. <sighs> I I heard that groan, Phil. <laughs> so I, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't despise this movie and it wasn't because of that scene that that scene I think was stupid. Okay. But for me, it wasn't, it didn't destroy the rest of the movie. I just didn't understand the reasoning they put it into this movie. It wasn't necessary for me to have um, have in the movie because they don't need, like all of a sudden they have that connection, boom, instantly because of a fucking name. I see this is, I think this is where we differ the most. And I, I, I understand your reasoning. I do like, I, I, I don't think I've ever heard a reasoning for someone hating this movie that I don't understand other than when people just say, well, I hate it. Cause it's crap. Yeah. That annoys me. And I think that's something that, um, the general public has started doing when they just read reviews and they don't even go see the movie and they're like, well, I hate it. Cause it's crap. And it's like, you don't know anything about it, <laughs> you know, but I, and I don't know if, there was certainly probably a way they could have done it that maybe would have, I think, been more acceptable to, like, the whole of the audience, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, and and again, I don't want to sound like I'm, like, holier than thou or whatever. I'm the super genius. But to me, I, I think that, that scene works just because it spoke to me as far as, again. Is your mom's name about, Martha? Oh, is, <laughs> that that? What, is your mom's name Martha? Is that why no, it spoke to No, my mother's name is not Martha. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Martha. But I think because when this scene happened, it was kind of the breaking point for his, or not breaking point, but the pinnacle of his redemption where it began to plateau a little bit and then scoop back up into the redemption side is that he could have really said anything. The only reason that Batman stopped killing him is because he was startled by the name Martha. The name Martha isn't what turned him around. It was when Lois Lane appears out of nowhere, which again, that's a dumb... Where did Lois Lane come from? Like She just knows where they are. See, I mean, I love this movie, but I know it has plot errors. There are plot holes that... I can drive my hummus through it. (laughs) That's good. The extended edition fixes a lot fixes a lot of those holes, though. You've seen. I'm. You have you seen the extended edition? I have there? not. Um, okay, I'm going to encourage you to do it. Yeah, right. I know you don't like this movie. It's it's not that I don't like it. It's just I, I guess, like you said, that due to the plot holes and the missteps that the theatrical version had, that I. I'm wary of rewatching it, but if you're telling me that the extended edition does fix some of those plot, yeah, it does. It, it really does. And I'm not gonna guarantee that you're gonna love it or whatever. You're probably still not gonna like it, and that's fine. But I think it's important to watch it because I think at least for the art side of it, it's Zack Snyder's true vision, right? It's the Snyder cut, <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Look, I actually before this movie came out, I. I I should have prefaced this 20, 30 minutes ago before we started down this road. I was hyped for this movie because I yeah. I want actually good 
comic book movies on both sides. Like mm-hmm. I want Marvel to continue doing what Marvel does because they know how to. They have their formula, and sometimes yeah. it's it's too formulaic. But the yeah, movie but they're like, good at changing it up sometimes. Yeah, they they are still they're learning and they're doing better. DC, I want DC to have good movies. Like Wonder Woman was amazing. Yeah. Like it, I have to say it was the best DC movie. I I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Suicide Squad, as dumb as it was, and I'm pretty See, sure you can agree with me that it was a stupid movie. That's the one I don't. I don't like Suicide Squad. I enjoy it because it totally embraced the stupidity of of the movie, it, like the, it, the it premise. Certainly did. It embraced it certainly it. did. And for me, the minute the movie embraces how stupid it is, it makes it, you see everyone is having fun with it. There's okay. like certain movies like that are completely stupid, but the actors or the director are trying to make it look like it's not stupid. Like there was a movie I watched called Attila. It's about Attila the Hun and how yeah. Scepter provided him with this magical power and he separated it in three places because he didn't deem it well okay. enough for his kids, his three sons to have it, and it separated all over the world. Okay, that's the pretty much okay. the, the CG was horrible. It was like one of those bad CG uh, t- made for TV movies. Oh, okay. And then, so I'm watching it, and then it goes flash forward to the Iraq War, I think the second one and not the first one, and you have a special forces guy and two scientists. Now, the special forces guy has no body armor at all. He literally just has a black t- tight t-shirt and camel pants in the desert. The standard military uniform for United States military. Yes. <sighs> no body armor, no protection, nothing at all. Did he have a bandolier of beer? No. Oh, well. If he did, I would have been like, okay, they're embracing the stupid. I'm watching That's usually this. standard issues. Yeah. So. And then the scientists are, you have the hunky, good-looking scientist and the haughty female scientist. And I'm like, you're not embracing the stupidity of this movie. Yeah. Like, embrace it and it'll be enjoyable. Like, Sharknado embrace their fucking stupidity. Yeah. Sharknados are great, man. <laughs> I hate Sharknado, but I can't I know, turn I away. I too. I can't turn away from it. I hate him and love him. Yeah. It's so, like a train wreck that you can't watch, you can't look away from. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I love Suicide Squad because they imb- they they fully embrace the stupidity of this movie. Like it is. Not- I I get that. So, but with Dawn of Justice, that it's okay, Phil. We'll get through it. Don't you worry. It's. I just wanted it to be so good. I wanted it yeah. because you have yeah. these two awesome characters. Like these these two characters are amazing, and they just failed. And like. I'm, I love the fact, like, Shazam's trailer just came out, and I loved it because it was like, okay, they're embracing the craziness of the situation. Yeah, it looks great. It does. It looks fun. Yeah, it does. And, and um, the way you're talking about how Dawn of Justice is not a Superman movie, but a redemption story for Batman makes me more interested in rewatching this movie. Simply Phil, because I'm so excited. Because <laughs> I want to see it from that point of view, because I never yeah. looked at it from that point of view. Oh my gosh, Phil. You just might not totally hate this movie. <laughs> it may go from a two to maybe a five. I may bring it up to a you five. You know what? If I could do that, I could die happy, Phil. I, <laughs> I, if that's my mission is to turn Dawn of Justice from a two to five in everyone's eyes. <laughs> um, so the Martha scene for me um, isn't this... Oh, isn't it funny? We have two... Our moms have the same names. Which for me was kind of funny because... As much of a comic book fan as I am, I never that never clicked for me that they do share the same mom's name. I don't know why that never clicked, but I don't think I it clicked a, for anyone. No, I don't. And then maybe that's why a lot of people were initially like, "What? Like, what does that have anything to do with anything?" But so we have this this um, this human fighting this alien who is himself a human, but the human doesn't see the alien as a human. Are we are we on board? We know where we're at. I think we followed. <laughs> 
So in Superman's eyes, his mother is his mother, right? I mean, he calls her mom. He, you know, he, she raised him. She didn't birth him, but whatever. And it wasn't until he was a little bit older that he was exposed to the truth that his mom wasn't his mom. But it's past the point of no return as far as like the nurturing and like just the instinctual caring right for a mother Mm -hmm. whereas on the flip side of that going again to the batman story he's an alien who gives a fuck about his mom he was probably hatched from an egg right i mean at least into batman's eyes so the initial the the switching or the the yeah switching i guess from of batman's eyes to click him into a human isn't when he says martha that just scares him because he's like is he reading my mind? Is he, you know, because he's just, he thinks he's an alien. He doesn't know what he's doing. That's why he's yelling, you know, why to say, which to me, I love that scene because of Ben Affleck's acting. I know a lot, a lot of people give, give it crap, but I love how into it, it, it he is. <laughs> like, if you look at Ben Affleck's eyes, that's the maddest Ben Affleck's ever been in his life. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking of, but he, he was so mad when he filmed that take. And it wasn't until Lois comes in and, you know, says it's his mother's name, which a lot of people are too are like, well, why would he say mother and or why would he say Martha instead of mom? Why would he say mom? He doesn't. This dude doesn't. He's about to die. He's not going to say save my mom and then he's going to die. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's going to have no idea who she is. It's true. He'd probably say save Martha or say he probably should have said save Martha Kent. I will admit that that would have made more sense, but it's neither here nor there. I can't fix it. <laughs> I mean, I can. I can go back and, and voice dub in just this really bad voice dub of Kent, but I'm not going to do that. So it's it's when Lois comes in and, and gets Batman out of this initial like shock and fear of, well, what's this alien doing to me? Why is he reading my mind? Where she goes, it's his mother's name. And he goes, okay, this dude, I'm about to stab this guy in the heart, this alien in the heart. And all he cares about is his mom. He's trying to save his mom. He's, you know, he, he he doesn't even give a crap about his life. So it's it's in that initial moment where Batman realizes maybe we're not that different because I would give up my life for my mom any day of the week. You know, at any moment, if even when I was a kid, if I could have jumped in front of the bullet and saved my mother, I would have. So we get this this almost resolution to a conflict that's been happening for years because it's been I don't remember the exact timeline, but I think it's been about two years since Superman destroyed Metropolis. I think so, yeah. Uh, something like that. I, I might not be accurate in the timeline, but we get this final resolution of Batman realizing that he's the one that's the villain. That Superman isn't this villain that he made him out to be. That Superman is like Batman. <laughs> and that Batman realizes, oh crap, I've gone way too far with this crusade. Alfred, like he realizes Alfred was right when Alfred was saying that I'm turning into this cruel, angry man, you know? And, and for me, that's what I got out of it. And I know that seems like a lot to get out of it, but I've seen this movie, like, this isn't hyperbole. I've probably seen the movie close to 100 times just because I watch it, like, probably once a week-ish. Okay. And um, I know, I know, it seems like such crazy commitment. And I'll admit, I don't necessarily fully watch it. I'll put it on the background when I do stuff or whatever, you know. But and I always everyone... tune in to that Martha scene. I think that's the key point I want you're trying to make is the Martha scene is always the one that pulls you back into the movie. Yes, yes. For me, <laughs> for me, it's yes, it's, yeah. For me, the Martha scene is I, I'm so opposite of everyone's criticism of it because for me, it was kind of the perfect moment because I I it just connected with me because I. I connected with Batman where he realizes what the, we, the audience have realized this whole time, which is Batman, you're a psycho. Calm down a little bit. You're going a little crazy. You know, you're killing all these people, whatever, whatever. 
And it leads to the greatest fight sequence in Batman history, which is that warehouse fight. It's amazing. <laughs> Don't fight me on this, Phil. I'm it's not. I really you know enjoyed it. that. I really enjoyed that that, that awesome. scene. Um, it's great. Especially, I love the part where the guy opens the door and he pulls the grenade out of his ha- out of his pocket and then Batman just kicks a guy into him. Because, of course, he's going to do that. Why would you throw a grenade at Batman? What, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> oh, man. Then that's that fight sequence is so cool. And then we get into the Doomsday fight, which I I will admit is a little too fiery for me. And I don't love that Doomsday is an EMP. I didn't like that part. But that's that's it. I, I seeing Wonder Woman in action was amazing. Her her theme song is I think it's actually my ringtone still for like my mom and my girlfriend and like my sister. <laughs> because it's awesome. That's my little rant on Dawn of Justice. Superman's death, too, I thought was affecting, at least to me, because Superman's been trying this whole movie to figure out why he even does anything, why he even cares, because every time he does something, he gets criticized for it, which is, it, it's kind of interesting because Superman's almost a celebrity in that aspect, where in pop culture, celebrities, we give them so much crap for making any mistake at all. Yeah, we expect them to be perfect at all times. Exactly. And for this idea of a guy named Superman who should be this, you know, this perfect being that he's not perfect, it's it's got to weigh heavily on him because he is, at the end of the day, he's Kryptonian, but he is a human, right? He still makes the same mistakes we do. I think that's the most interesting aspect of the Superman for me is that, you know, he's a he's a regular human that is burdened with this, the ideals that Earth puts on him, which a lot of people don't love because they want Superman to be perfect, you know, Superman, happy, funny. But, you know, everyone has to deal with their own crap before they can be happy in their life, you know. Hmm. So that's my that's my long rambling, gushing version of Dawn of Justice. <laughs> I <laughs> Oh man, Phil, I feel so much better. You I feel like good. a huge a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> well, I'm glad that the Feel Better show can make you feel better. Um, I, I feel I feel better all right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never get oh, old. Um, <laughs> no, you're gonna cut that right out of the episode. No, no, no I'm gonna keep it. It has to stay in. This is okay, there's perfect. barely any editing that I do. I just there's parts that get edited out okay um, all right keep that in yeah that's that's pretty good this is bad <laughs> um this hearing you being so passionate about this movie and my initial take of this movie where i i went to see it in theaters with my girlfriend i i was hoping for a good movie and unfortunately i felt that it wasn't as good as it could have been but seeing how mm-hmm. you are looking at it in a different lens i actually makes me want to try and see it through the lens that you're saying the the lens that it's a redemption no. story for batman and not uh how i viewed it as batman versus superman just pure like that but looking yeah. at it from a different point it does give me hope and hope that the movie actually if i look at it can be better than i originally perceived oh man that would be so awesome if it was and i think um if I don't know how how long have I been talking have you, I been talking we've forever been, we've been about a we're at an hour and two right now how much time can we we end well, we it got, soon? We, we can go as long as we don't go two hours. We're good. Okay, it won't. It will not go two hours. I'll probably talk for another. I don't know three minutes or something. Okay, but I just wanted <laughs> to fine. address a little bit not the hate that Donna Justice gets, but the the hate that like people like me receive just for liking the movie. I I think it's a kind of a problem in not just movies, but like any piece of pop culture, even like music and stuff. You so know, you're you get a lot of haters. Toxic, toxic yeah, it's, fandom. it's toxic. Yeah, that's correct. Especially like Star Wars now too. I mean, so I I'm know just going to just stop right there. I'm just going to 
plug that I was on the rank list of everything and I added toxic fandom to the list and I won that part of the game as the worst thing imaginable. So make sure you check out the link in the description below to listen to that full episode where we rank with Harry three items. I bring two, he brings one. It's a great episode. All right, selfless plug done. Continue, please, Jacob. (laughs) I know, that's a great selfless plug. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, yeah, okay, so... The the toxicity that you receive for liking. Yeah, there you go, exactly. So when I, I... I've only given that full ramble probably to... I don't know, maybe five people in my life. So that's why it's it's been bottled up for years, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people give me the criticism that why well, I think I it's like an intellectually superior film, and that's why I enjoy it so much. And my counter-argument to that is it's not intellectually superior to any film. Just films in general, they're as intellectually superior as you like buy into them, if that makes sense. Okay. So the amount of time like I invested in really kind of breaking down this film and like thinking about how each scene, you know, makes me feel or what I think about each scene. It's a lot of time, which is why I can talk about it like I do. Like it's I talk about it like I'm teaching a class on it almost. But that's because I spend a lot of time on it. And I think I get I, I personally get a lot of criticism for that because it's like, you know, people don't think it's a good movie, but they think. I don't know. A lot of people think because I talk so passionately about it, like I think I'm better than people. I don't think I'm better than anyone, right? And I don't think DC movies are better than Marvel movies. I don't think Marvel's better than DC. I think they're just movies. They're just fun movies that I can go see and, you know, Get distracted. talk a little bit about. Yeah, exactly. Life is dumb, right? Life's stupid, and nobody really likes life all that much. So why – I've never understood why people give crap when other people can escape into a movie that they can't, you know? And maybe it's just, I don't know. I have to agree with you. I agree with you that a lot of people are taking movies a little too serious and the huge divide between Marvel and DC or the simple fact that anybody who likes both can be called a traitor from one end or the other spectrum. Like, I, I want... DC to make good movies simply because I, I I'm a cinephile I love movies give me a comic book movie and I love it even more like the original Punisher with Dolph Lundgren is a horrible movie but it's a fun movie and it's like yeah, it is. for me personally that's the truest form of the Punisher there is like John uh, Berthenhall makes a great Punisher on the Netflix series he but does. for me movie wise Thomas Jane was okay as as the Punisher, I think unfortunately the movie that he was in suffered, but the short that he did called Dirty Laundry was awesome because it had that grittiness that you needed. Now then you go to the Punisher War Zone, and unfortunately I'm drawing a blank as the uh, actor who played uh, Punisher. That went too far gritty, and so it didn't be it it didn't feel like the character. Yeah, it felt like a uh, bad ripoff of the character. But Dolph mm-hmm. Lundgren's Punisher, even though they changed a lot of the backstory in that, which is fine, because Marvel at the time wasn't sure what they were doing. That movie, for me, was the truest form of the Punisher, because it did have the grittiness that you needed, the darkness that the film required, and he portrayed the character as a grieving father so well. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, that's yeah, that's a very good point. So for me. You have to be able. You have to be able to like both 
both things. Like, I want DC to make a great movie, and that's why Aquaman, I'm excited for. I'm excited for Shazam, because those movies look like Warner Brothers is finally stepping back and going, okay, make these movies. Instead of trying mm-hmm. to be like, okay, we need to just to make big, big movies. We need to, they need to destroy Marvel, this and that. Instead of looking at it like, look, Marvel does its crap. We're going to do our stuff over here, and we're going to make, yeah. f- we're going to make movies we enjoy. As long as they don't make the villain a CGI cloud of brimstone. <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> I'll be happy with the movie that's their biggest I think that's the biggest problem with the DC universe mm. like they have some great villains like their rogue ra- gallery is so so well versed but they they don't know how to properly use it and I, I, I'm really putting most of the blame I would say on the leadership at Warner Brothers instead yeah. of the creators in the DC universe and I, I am hopeful for the worlds of DC because most of those people are gone after the whole Justice League debacle which I didn't love Justice League it's fun I had a good time with it but it's not it's not what it should have been right so and um, honest I haven't ahead. seen it because of the disappointment I felt really with Dawn okay. of Justice I didn't watch Justice League. Now, I do have access to, legally to watch it, and I think I will sit down, and my girlfriend has told me that she, I'm not allowed to watch it without her Okay. because we're both going to criticize the movie together. Okay. That sounds like fun to me. Yeah. It, it, I, you, I, I would do that. Come on, man. Get on it. <laughs> so we're going to yeah. probably do it. It's, we're probably going to watch it, and we'll enjoy it, and then probably do an episode on it, and we'll make fun of the movie probably. But I'll for me, I, I just want good movies. I don't care if it's coming from Marvel or it's coming from DC. Yeah. I just like good movies and this is what I'm hoping with Worlds of DC that it's turning it's turning a page in their universe and DC's finally allowing or Warner Brothers is finally allowing DC to be its own entity. And that's that's what I was hoping with like the Fantastic 4 remake and what Fox did there. They completely screwed the pooch. But Yeah, they did. Like the original Fantastic Four with Beale and Chickless with the Doctor Doom, they embraced the campiness of the characters, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately, they still didn't. They didn't know how creative to use it, and and they messed up. And I think that's unfortunately what DC is doing. I personally think DC should not touch the main two, being Superman and Batman. Let them rest and build up your second tier characters i agree i i would like to see some batman characters though like i i really want a nightwing film well you could well i'm, I'm talking specifically about batman and superman like okay, if you want to yeah. bring in like they have it was just announced that there's i think a supergirl movie coming out yeah in development please. which i'm like okay i like that idea you know it works on television it's working so far in their their it arrowverse right in the 90s it did um <laughs> witches or something yeah uh then you have they can you can do uh you had for a limited time uh the josh whedon bat woman or bad girl movie but then glad he's gone though then the situation with whedon which we're not getting into just simply because it's not worth it they had that in development and i don't know if it's still in development or it's been taken off the slate it is it's still in it is actually okay yeah it's it's being directed now by i could be this could be wrong so if you get emails about this phil it's not my fault i believe it's being directed by the woman who directed uh wrinkle in time the newest wrinkle in i time think i movie. heard that okay because i just went on their batwoman no that's tv or maybe she's doing maybe she's doing the new gods movie she's doing the know. new gods i think she's doing the new gods yeah okay that's what it is i don't know who's doing batwoman now maybe they aren't doing one or i think it's being written or something i don't know 
Okay, so I'm looking right now. There's only the television version. And yeah, they don't have it on IMDb yet. So I think it's still in pre-production or like pre-pre-production or whatever it's calling. But yeah, like bring out those uh, those second tier characters, those like those characters that don't get the much love because that's what Marvel did. And look at Marvel. They made mm-hmm. Captain America and Iron Man two second tiered characters that didn't have anything. Now the face, everybody knows who Iron Man and Captain America are before not many people did. Yeah, that's true. So give I, me, give me that second level, like give me mm-hmm. the, a proper Green Lantern core movie. Which, funny enough, there will be an episode on. Me and Al will discuss that. So there's a nice little sizz, sizzle trailer, whatever you want to call sizzle. it, a little sizzle for future episodes. But give me the Green Lantern. Give me Jesus. What are uh, a, f- a Flash movie even? But yeah. I don't know if I like. The kid who's a jo- a Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Yeah, like, well, I I do kind of like the fact that they're they're with the the new Fifty Two comic book uh, version that there's three Jokers, and if you look at it, there has been three Jokers or will be three Jokers in the modern version yeah. of mm-hmm. the DCEU. You have Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. You have. Gerard Leto's Joker, and then you're going to have Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Mm-hmm. So you have your three modern day, just like in the new 52, which still kind of connects to the comic book. So that's, I find interesting how they're doing that. Now, wh- will they retcon it so that Heath Ledger does not, is not included in those three Jokers and they can get a third Joker in there? Who knows? But they could. But right now, I think it's, it's, it's good. I think um, DC going with the worlds of DC is a good idea because I don't know how... I don't know if it's possible for another studio to create a completely shared universe like Marvel did. And um, I think it's to the point where I don't think studios should try. I'm okay with studios having these almost pocket dimensions, right? Mm -hmm. Like they do in the comics where we get a Batman and a Joker in one dimension. And then we get like this other dimension where there's another Batman and Joker or whatever. And not necessarily have to see Batman and Joker every time, but there's the DC universe exists in these different little pocket dimensions. And well, they could, I mean, it could, it could be more confusing for the general public, I guess, but I I think it's a great idea. I think if you're going to recover from the DCEU, that's the way to do it. They I think they can do a universe similar to Mm -hmm. uh, how Marvel has it, but they first need, because unfortunately they rushed with Dawn of justice. They rushed bringing the big three, your three biggest characters, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman into a movie. Now, if they Mm -hmm. had given me, we already had Superman's with Superman Returns, which uh, was it Superman? No, Man of Steel. Sorry, Man of Steel. Yep. That's his base movie. That's great. I love that. Give me a Ben Affleck Batman, then give me a Wonder Woman movie. Mm -hmm. If they had done that and then did Dawn of Justice, I think it would have been more received better. I agree. I agree. The, instead of just th- giving me the like if marvel had just given us the avengers we have no connection to any of those characters whereas with the the iron man the captain america the thor you got a connection mm-hmm. to those characters before they got teamed up i agree i do and i i think that was pressure from the general public to kind of get it kick-started which might not have been the best idea to listen to them you know i think it was the public and the uh, the heads of the studio I think yes, that's the biggest issue, and it's unfortunately that they ended up getting fucked. And it's just kind of like Universal's uh, dark universe that they tried with the <laughs> monsters and the Tom what Cruise. A trash fire. Oh god! But I, you know what? If they had not even said anything, like, "Oh, we're just coming out with some monster movies," yeah, cool. Like no one knew they were being connected. Like it kept 
behind the scenes it was connected like like two or three people knew and like the writers room kind of knew and so they were coming out with these movies and then all of a sudden you get these they, they start crossing over by the third movie you're getting tom cruise showing up in one of them and you're like wait so you're telling me that the mummy is connected yeah it would have yeah, been that- it would have been better but unfortunately yeah, they're trying been. to force everything to be like okay we're gonna do it but marvel came out and like we're making we're making iron man Everyone get together for this weird cast photo. <laughs> yeah, like we've already casted 10 movies. It's all in one universe, but we haven't even started yeah. filming the first one. And we I think, already paid Johnny Depp the money and he already blew it all on cocaine. So cocaine there's and, no going back now. Yeah, so that's what I think the problem is. A lot of studios are like, okay, we, we need to make this shared universe instead of letting it kind of happen organically. I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Marvel knew that they wanted mm-hmm. to eventually get there, but they didn't start announcing that no, it's a shared didn't. universe. They're like we're making an Iron Man movie. Okay, we're making a Captain America movie. And the only connection to anything was goddamn Sam Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam motherfucking Jackson. Now, if they had Russell Crowe be the connector in each one of those movies in the Dark Universe, it probably would have been like, oh, shit. And in, yeah. in the DC... His, his Jekyll and Hyde is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Uh, from what I've seen, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't watch the movie. It was just oh, too much Tom Cruise. Yeah, him- it was too much Tom Cruise. <sighs> I love Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise too, but like it was a lot of Tom Cruise. Yes, yeah, it in was. This movie. It was. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, but if it with DC, I feel that if they decide, okay, we're going to start it with Aquaman, like the Wonder Woman movie is is the new starting point for their uh, worlds of DC. You have Aquaman, you have Shazam, and then they have the Flash if it ever does come out, and then th- then they slowly start and just l- let Batman and Superman lay for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that people because. I, I'm not going to lie. I think there's a fatigue with those characters because those are the only two characters that ever had films and they have a lot of films. Yeah, they do. So, and, and I agree with that. So like, give me, give me a Nightwing, give me a bat, uh, a Robin movie. Give me, uh, you can even do a bat family movie without Batman being in it. Give me a crypto, the super dog. Maybe not. Give me ace, the bat hound. Sure. Give, give me the bat cow. Hey, apparently in the Spider Universe movie that's coming out, there's Spider Ham. Uh, Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider Ham. Yes. Oh my gosh! I had a uh, this is a little tangent. I had a, a biology class in eleventh um, grade, and we had to dissect a little pig, a little piglet, which I was like, I don't want to do this, but we had to come up with a name for it for some reason because our teacher was morbid. So we chose uh, Peter Porker, the spectacular spider. Uh, yeah, you, you're like, okay, I have to name it, but I'm going to name it something that doesn't really have a connection to my in any way. So I'm just going to go with Porker Pig. I should have named it Martha. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, Bruce Wayne and Spider-Man, uh, Superman show up. Why did you say that name? Why are you cutting up Martha? But yeah, I think with the the Aquaman, the Shazam, and the Wonder Woman movies, I think it, yeah. They're they're moving into the proper direction, not too dark so and too. gritty. Which I don't have a problem with the dark and grittiness. I just thought, unfortunately, Snyder just went, "Oh look, I can change the filter." And unfortunately, he tr- he nearly went chromatic with his filters. And if they make the villains, yeah, if they allow their villains to be like the Nolan esque villains, where you actually can root for the villain, I think they'll they'll recover quite fine. But they need to stay away from Batman and Superman. I think that's that's a valid point, and you've said something in there too. I think the DC universe can recover. I don't think, I think people calling for it to be scrapped are incorrect because it has characters that are very good characters, at least in my eyes. The version of Superman that we have now 
Spoiler alert. The following content is a spoiler alert. Now that, uh, oh, you haven't seen Justice League. Well, you know he. Yeah, he comes back. It's it's well known. The Superman that we have now that he's alive is the Superman that everyone was crying to see. Like, everyone's like, oh, I want to see this. Well, now you have it, you know. So I, I, I think to scrap it would be dumb. And I, I don't believe all the rumors that say Ben Affleck's going to leave. I, I don't. I don't buy into that. He'll be back for the Batman, and it'll be good. I have a lot of faith in that movie as well. Look, but DC long... is—I think DC is riding the ship. Um, yeah, if 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 Warner Brothers can allow DC just to be DC, like let them have yeah. their their little studio, quote unquote, kind of like Marvel is in the Disney world exactly they they will they can write the ship and slowly but surely they will be able to make if it's a a cinematic universe together great if it is kind of like the marvel cinematic universe where everybody's referencing each other that's fine Mm -hmm. but they can also make a universe where yes this is all in the same world but they don't cross over because xyz and yeah, occasionally sure. you may have one show up or a reference to another uh, situation, like kind of like how in Marvel's television universe, they talk about what happened in New York and the first Avengers as the incident. They allude to it, but they don't never say it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in the DC Arrowverse, they, they talk about all the other shows all the time. Like, oh yeah, I was just with Barry Allen like tw- 20 minutes yeah. ago. And it's like, okay. But I think that if DC kind of does that more reference like kind of like the marvel universe uh, marvel television universe versus making it like the marvel uh, movie universe i think that's better for them and i think that's the way they're headed and um I, i am i am looking forward to the upcoming dc movies especially wonder woman 84 i'm so excited for that movie Mm-hmm. We have Chris Pine coming back as Steve Trevor somehow. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I'm interested we'll in see, seeing you know? seeing how yeah. it's being done and that. So I have For to sure. say, I now with going back to uh, Dawn of Justice with what you've given me and your passion is your passion plea in this this episode. I will rewatch Dawn yes. of Justice. I will rewatch it and look at it as a redemption story for Batman instead of a Batman versus Superman story. Good. I'm that makes me happy. I cannot promise and, uh, you that I will fall in love with this movie. That's okay. I honestly, I don't think you will, but that's okay. You know. And um yeah, that's that's I kind of took over the topic today and I'm it's sorry. Fi- no, not at all. I I thoroughly enjoyed this because I do enjoy hearing people's talking about movies that they're passionate about. The reason I did this podcast and started this podcast is to get people who are passionate about movies where whether it's a comic book movie or any other movie and have them talk about their passion. I had an episode on uh the uh the Back to the Future where my girlfriend literally told me to shut up. I was told to shut up on my own podcast. <laughs> and it's it was a fun episode. I just did one with Harry, where Harry uh, pretty much talked more than I did, and it was a it was one of my favorite episodes. And this one, I must say, is will rank in the top ten of my forty uh, yes. some odd episodes. I don't Sweet. know when this one will drop, so it may be a bit later. But I'm giving you the floor. If you have anything you want to promote, anything you want to talk about, you have. I'll give you thirty seconds. Oh, 30 seconds. Okay. Hold on. Um, let me get my timer up. Let me get the okay, timer up. Because right, we're right, going to do okay. this officially because I'm not. This is a professional podcast. Yes, obviously. Very professionalism. If I could find my timer. All right. Timer. Stopwatch. And in three, two, one, promote. 
Uh, I have an uh, old podcast that I might be starting up sometime soon called Comically Serious. It's on iTunes, Google, um, wherever you find your podcast. There's about 10 episodes up. Go ahead and give them a listen if you like them. Um, I also have an Instagram page called Gotham underscore collector where I post pictures of all the toys and collectibles I have, uh, which range in the hundreds. Um, I'm currently p- uh, pimping out uh, old T-Rex where I'm painting her and making her look cool, so. Um, also I have a, a six foot tall T-Rex cutout. If you want to see that, that's on there. So excellent. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's pretty much all I have to, uh, how much was it? 35 seconds, but I allowed you to go ah, over. It's fine. Over. It's fine. Darn. But yes. So please make sure you give comically seriously a listen. It's a great podcast and it is an alternate, uh, your older episodes are an alternate version of people's love for comics because yeah. you guys look at it more from a comic book lover instead of just a movie reviewer's point of view which i must say is is a nice change um make sure you do follow gothic underscore collector collectibles or gotham gotham yep underscore collectibles you're right uh make sure you follow them because hell i love collectibles and unfortunately i don't have a big enough apartment to have so many collectibles but yes do follow him uh the links will be in the description down below thank you uh for following us here at feel better show it's on all the social medias feel better show uh instagram twitter facebook uh you can please like subscribe share this episode if you are a dc fanboy or if you are a marvel fanboy or if you just love movies in general share the love of this episode that we have someone who were passionately uh sold me on dawn of justice to give it a rewatch uh, make sure you like and rate us on all your subscription. You can find us everywhere. This is Phil Better with the Phil Better Show. Thank you so much, Jacob, for being on the show. Hey, guys, I th- want to thank you, first of all, for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. After we had finished recording this episode, actually a week later, Jacob had gotten in contact with me and let me know that he had a s- another podcast that he was going to start apart from Comically Serious. is the podcast that he talks about. So I'm going to throw it over to Jacob, and he's going to let you guys know about his upcoming stuff. Hey, everyone, Jacob popping in here to let you know about a new podcast that i am starting called comics relief it is coming out october 1st the first three episodes will drop on october 1st we're gonna cover comic book history i'm gonna have guests it'll be a lot of fun if you want to check it out we'll be on itunes and um twitter and facebook and all that